0: Father, we dishonor you, we bless you, we glorify we lift up your name. We thank you, God, for this evening just to come into your presence. We declare that in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is a strength unto God's people. We thank you, God, that you are the Lord, our peace. You are the Lord, our strength. You are the Lord, our redeemer. You are the Lord, our righteousness. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. There is no one like you, O God. So we bless you. We lift you up, O God. We magnify and we glorify your name. You are the King of glory. You are the Lord Almighty. You are from everlasting to everlasting. We worship you. We praise your name. We glorify your name. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you, God, for your tenderness, oh God. Thank you, God, that you surround us with your glory, with your mercy, with your love. We worship you in this place, Lord. We worship you in this place. So, Father, this evening, O oh God, as we come before you, we declare, O oh God, that you are in this place. Father, that you will move upon the hearts and the lives of your people that you are touching, that you are changing lives. You are turning things around even in our lives. You are showing up, for oh God, in miraculous ways. We declare an open heaven over this house and over the lives of your people. We declare that there is a, a healing, there is a grace for deliverance, there is a grace for restoration. Oh God, that there is anointing that begins to set captives free and set to oh God, hearts ablaze. Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. And show up in this place this evening, Lord. Just minister to us in the mighty name. Of Jesus, we worship you, we praise you, we glorify your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The book of Genesis chapter 40, verses 6 and 7, it says, "While, While Joseph was in prison, he looked at the eyes of the chief butler and the chief baker, and he noticed that they were downcast, and he helped them solve their burden in fulfillment of their destiny. Joseph, who also needed help, realized that at the same time, he was a destiny helper to some other people. Amen. When you go and you look at the account in Genesis chapter 40, verses 6 and 7, when Joseph encounters the baker and the butler in the same condition as him, He realized that there was a mandate over his life. He looked at them and they were downcast. The the, the Bible says it like this. They were despondent. They were broken. Amen. But God showed up. Amen. And I want you to to know something today. Irrespective of what you are going through in your life. You can still be a destiny helper to someone that is in the same situation that you are, are in. Remember... Joseph is in prison These are other prisoners That he is engaging with And in the prison He is still able to be an encourager He is still able to interpret dreams He is still able to release a word That is about to change the destiny of them He was a destiny helper in prison Amen The most unlikely place The most place where you are broken down some, some, some theologians go on to describe that they say because of the offense that uh, the, the, that Potiphar took to the insult that he brought to his, his house uh, Joseph found himself over 11 years in solitary confinement you, you watch some movies and you've seen when people are in solitary confinement even for a few months how it begins to affect their mental state. But in this time, the the solitary confinement didn't change Joseph's outlook on life, his ability to hear the voice of God. And I pray today that irrespective of the darkest moments you go through in your life, don't forget that the hand of the Lord is still upon your life, that the grace of the Lord is not locked up, in, in in that prison, not locked up in that circumstance, not locked up in that situation, that God is still gonna use you. You may be going through some pain and you may find yourself in hospital, but you can be a destiny helper in the hospital. You can be an interpreter of dreams and you can release a word even in that hospital. You may be standing in line for your treatment. You may be standing in line for your pension in Sasa, but you can still be an encourager. Amen. You're going through your stuff, but you can still be a blessing in the lives of other people. And I'm here to say to you today, don't look at your circumstances. Your circumstances don't define you. The grace of the Lord in your life is bigger than any circumstance that you are going through. So Father, we bring your sons and your daughters before you. Thank you that in this season you are raising up destiny helpers. You are raising up men and women that have a passion and a desire to serve you in their generation. There there, there are men and women that are in the house today. Those joining us online that are saying, God I pray that you would use me to begin to change the life, change the trajectory of the life of somebody else. Father you are a great God. You are an awesome God. Come on. We can worship God. You can praise God. You can say, God, tonight make me a destiny helper. Lord, who have you placed in my life that I can begin to be, uh, help catapult them into their destiny, launch them into their destiny, release them into their destiny, unlock some destiny access points for the lives of other people. Father, we love you. Father, we worship you. Father, we glorify your name. We honor you, oh God. You are the Lord our strength. You are the Lord our Redeemer. You are the Lord our righteousness. We give you, praise. We give
1: you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. You are worthy to be praised. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We worship you.
0: Father, I pray today for everyone that is within the sound of my voice. Father, I pray that you are placing keys in their lives, keys in their hands, that they can unlock doors for others. Father, I pray today that you are releasing an anointing, an anointing to be a destiny helper. Even if our role as a destiny helper is to intercede for somebody till they come and they experience their breakthrough lord we will pray till you answer we will pray till they experience that breakthrough we will pray till they enter in to that purpose that you have for them in the name of jesus
2: we
0: we honor you we honor you
1: we bless your name
0: we just bless your name in this place tonight to
2: receive we hand it it to you in Jesus name you are a glorious king father we just bless your holy name we lift you up O oh God tonight father we glorify and magnify the name that is above every other name his name is Jesus he is counselor mighty God and prince of peace God, we worship you with everything that within...
0: father we come before you You what a beautiful name it is what a powerful name it
1: is the name of jesus that at the name of jesus every he shall bow
0: and every tongue tongue shall
1: confess
0: the name of jesus when his name is is lifted up when he is lifted up he will draw all men
1: to himself father today we thank you god that we
0: have healing the name of Jesus that there is power in the name of Jesus to set every captive free. There is power in the name of Jesus to heal every sickness and every disease. There is power in the name of Jesus that will give us solutions to every problem and every challenge. There is power in the name of Jesus that will change and transform life. There is power in the name
1: of Jesus. Yeah.
0: place Lord we worship you we honor you I give
1: myself away I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself
0: You are presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. My brother not my, my, my sister not my teacher nor my preacher but it is me Lord standing in the need of prayer standing before you today and as your word began to speak to me from the book of Romans I present my body I present my life as a living sacrifice before you holy and acceptable Lord I trust today that Lord receive the sacrifice. Lord, I pray today, melt me, mold me, shape me, use me for your glory. Father, I pray today that if there be anything in our lives, oh God, cast me not, like David says, cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore
1: Worship you, oh God.
0: We honor you, we worship you, we praise you, we surrender, Lord, we yield ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, just minister to each individual that is in this place, each individual that is, oh God, joining us tonight. I pray today, just begin to just minister into their lives. Father, I pray today that the refiner's fire will burn up everything that is not of you in our lives. Let us be, O oh God, after we've been tried by fire, let us come out as pure gold in the name of Jesus. So, Father, bless your people. Minister to them tonight. Father, tonight, even as we continue, God, in your presence, just begin to minister to us, Lord, by your word, by your spirit. Lord, we believe the entrance of your word brings light and life. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, amen, amen. You may, be, you may be seated, amen, thanks to the worship team. Amen. Amen. Our God is good, amen. amen? We thank God just for his goodness and for his love, for his mercy toward us. On Sunday, I started a series on destiny helpers. And I spoke on the first aspect of being a, a true destiny helper. And I emphasize what it means to be a true destiny helper. That means we don't need somebody that is just going to help us through the gate. We need somebody that is able to help us into the house of God. Amen. And so we do not want a gate ministry. Amen. We want, to be, we want to have a throne room encounter, amen. We want to have a face-to-face encounter with our father, amen. And we want him to begin to minister into our lives. And so I, I believe this is a very keen uh, topic and, and this is a, a keen message. And I'd like you to keep following it because I believe that it is God's desire that all of us be destiny helpers. Amen. And I pray that God will develop you. If you are not as at present, you will become a true destiny helper. That means you are not just somebody that is coasting church. You are not somebody that is just playing church. You're not someone that just goes to church, but you are someone that is the church. Amen. You are the body of Christ. Amen. You are the hands and the feet of God and whomever you encounter, their lives are changed and better because they've encountered you. Amen. May you become that light when people see you, they change and they are excited and they are renewed and they are refreshed because they are in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And so we thank God for you. Amen. So we're talking about true destiny helpers. And I want you to understand a destiny helper is not somebody that is in it for themselves i want you to understand this the the christian journey has never been a journey of a one person it's a journey of a complete body of christ that we are part of a greater family we are part of what the bible says the kingdom of god And the kingdom of God is not made up of one group of people, one one community of people, one culture group of people. It's not made up of one individual church. The, The church itself is part of the greater kingdom of God. Amen. Potter's house is not on its own. Amen. We are part of a greater body. Amen. That that makes up the kingdom of God. But we understand whatever our role in this kingdom is, we begin to do it as Potter's house. And as we begin to do it, the greater body is blessed by it. Amen. So this is important. So I want you to understand today that you need to understand Destiny helpers. I want you to recognize the people that God places in your life, the people that you are to help into their destiny, and the people that are placed in your life to help you into your destiny. This is a a, a mutual agreement. This is not a singular relationship, this is a multifaceted role. We are playing as being helped. And we are helpers also. So it's not that you are only being helped, but you are also in turn to be a blessing. So that's that whole concept that uh, that, uh, Abraham speaks about, that you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen? So you're a destiny helper. Destiny helpers help people to pick them up. Amen? They correct you. They bring you back when you are going the wrong way. This is what a destiny helpers is, is. Many people do not want to be corrected, and hence they keep falling away. The, the reason God sends someone to you is to help you. Uh, you, you know, I've shared this the the this story or this illustration several times uh, uh, about there was a flood, and 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 and, and in the in the flood, uh, you know, the people were being rescued. The water levels were rising, and this was this one uh, singular family. Their, their their whole community was getting flooded, and uh, as the waters uh, raised, they went to higher points in their house. And then there came those that came with the boats and tried to rescue them. And, uh, and the man says, no, I'm not going to leave it. God says he will deliver me out of it all. So he, when the boats came, he didn't go. The second time the boats came, he didn't go, and then by the by the third time, the water levels were was over the roof of the house. the The man was standing right on the roof of the house, and then came the helicopter to to evacuate them from the uh, property. And the man says, "I'm not leaving. That my Lord will deliver me out of it all." By the time they came, by the fourth time, the water was tot- uh, the house was totally submerged. The man had drowned. He gets to heaven. He's he's at the gates over there, and he's fighting with Peter, and he's saying. Peter, you know, I want to have a conversation with God because, you know, I want to understand why didn't he save me? And Peter turned around to him and he says, who do you think it was that sent the boat? Who do you think it was that sent the helicopter? Amen. Sometimes we got, there are those that are there to help us, but because it's not the kind of help we want, we don't receive it. Sometimes it may not be from the people we want. Therefore, we don't receive it. So I want us to get to the place where we are able to recognize destiny helpers. The issue is that that sometimes a lot of people are struggling in the world today because they have an issue with the destiny helper. Amen? That means destiny helpers are the shoulders that you lean on when you are feeling like you ca- you're overwhelmed or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling like you can't move any further. In, in Genesis chapter 18, Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses, comes to Moses and in this portion of scripture, Jethro presents himself as a destiny helper to Moses. By this time, we know that Moses was uh, a leader over Israel. They've uh, They've come out, they're in the wilderness, and the reality is the magnitude of the work was overwhelming Moses. And to the point that he would, he would sit from morning till evening judging over matters. He, he, were, he was the center of every conversation. He was the center of every piece of work. And, 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 and I, I can identify a little bit with Moses in the fact that sometimes as things grow, we need to also understand that we need to grow. That means there, there came a stage where Jethro will speak to him and says to him, why don't you now appoint people? that will be able to judge over different matters and people that will deal with different things and they would come to you and you will relate only the serious matters. And by that time, they would have deciphered which was important, what was less important, which people could have dealt with on different levels. That means he was basically saying to him, it's time now for you to duplicate yourself in others that are around you. And so that the work will be able to be done and effectively, and you will be able to grow. In growing, in anything growing, whether it's a church, whether it's a family, whether it's a business, in anything growing, you've got to begin to also increase the capacity of the structure. Is it? When you were first married, it was okay to be in a one-bedroom house. But as your family begins to grow, it's no longer fitting. How many of you have realized you are living in the house for a long time, and when you first started, you only had a few pieces of furniture, and now you got a whole lot of furniture, isn't it? Sometimes there is more furniture than people. Sometimes there's more boxes than people. Sometimes there's more clothing than we can wear, isn't? Oh no! You say no, 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 Pastor. You don't there. You don't want me to visit you, Amen. <laughs> I want you to know today that as we grow and the number of years, and we know this, everyone that spends time in a house, after a while, the house tends to start filling itself. And, and, and everything you start to buy, because we, we, we are sometimes kind of people that when we buy, we don't get rid of some things. So you got two, three of the same thing. They just dated differently. That means one is older than the other. So, so, so the reality is that you are, you are increasing, but what you have to realize that we have to increase the structure. Sometimes you have to extend the house. Sometimes you've got to do a little bit more so that you can create room for the growth. And so one of the things that even in the church and in the body of Christ, that when you are building and you are growing, you have to grow the structure so that people can be able to understand that no one gets lost within the body of Christ amen so this is where Jethro comes in and he's engaging with Moses and 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 he he gives him a key that will help him in that particular place and eventually uh, uh, Moses will will anoint 72 other leaders that will begin to serve different at different levels, even within the, the the family of of Israel as a nation. Now, I want you to understand, when a destiny helper comes along, they're able to leave you better. Remember, he comes in and he brings him advice and counsel. He doesn't tell him do it. He gives him advice and counsel. Sometimes as a destiny helper, you don't have to do it for the people. All you got to do is bring advice and counsel and the wisdom of God. And then Moses seeks the Lord and the Lord gi- ratifies the plan, right? So we find this to be a, a, a good example of a destiny helper, amen? That, uh, destiny helpers give you the right con- counsel and if you fo- follow the counsel, it will lead you to a manifestation of a breakthrough in your life. Amen? So you've got to receive right counsel. If anyone uh, has created, w- w- wants to create or do something successfully, you cannot do it alone. Then we read in, in Genesis chapter 40, verses 6 and 7. The account of Joseph. I started off there this this evening. The account of Joseph in the prison. He's a prisoner and yet he is a destiny helper to the baker and to the butler. Why? The baker and the butler was in a similar situation as him, but he is in the place where he is still able to speak into their lives. That means sometimes... You are going through challenges in your life. Sometimes you are going through 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 difficult spots in your life, and you feel like I can't do anything. How can I help other people? I'm broken. I, 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 I I'm going through challenges in my life. I'm going through the worst season of my life. He's in prison in the depths of an Egyptian prison. And yet, God begins to use him to poise and position. A, the, the, the butler for a breakthrough in his life. I, I, I want you to understand this, that he was mightily used of God, but he was a prisoner. And sometimes we see it and we, 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 we wonder how difficult it is. In Genesis chapter 40 verse 14, he says this, Only keep in mind when all goes well for you. Please do me a kindness. By mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house, he's speaking to the cupbearer, and he 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 he's is not doing it for any other reason. He's sharing it with him, and he's saying, "This is what God, how God is going to deliver you. This is what your dream means, and this is the interpretation." He said to him, "Only God can give the interpretation of the dream." And he he says to him, this is what's going to happen when you are restored back into your position. All I ask for you is don't forget me. Just mention me before Pharaoh. That's all I'm asking of you. And and I want you to understand this. He's he's, he's in the place where the the cupbearer and the baker are destroyed. They have a dream and the dream troubles them. They, 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 they lack understanding and, and perception, spiritual perception to understand what the dream meant. And when he speaks into their lives, he brings peace to them in the midst of the worst situation. He's not out of prison. Sometimes you are not going to be out of your problem, but yet you are going to speak into the lives of other people and they're going to get out of their problem first. Ah. You see, sometimes, you you see, when we look at destiny helpers, we want to look at people of prominence. We want to look at people that got it all right and everything is going well for their lives. But I want you to understand, there's some destiny helpers along the way dealing with the same stuff you're dealing with. But God is giving them wisdom because their breakthrough is connected with your breakthrough. Their their deliverance is connected with your deliverance. And so when they begin to speak into your life, they're not speaking into your life just for you. They're speaking into your life and at the same time speaking into their lives because as you break through, they're breaking through. The, the the destiny of both the baker uh, uh, of the butler and Joseph are interconnected. They may have both ended up in prison, not as a result of anything they have done. Right? They didn't do the same thing. They weren't there for the same offense, but they are there, and in that most. Unusual circumstance, God was going to begin to set a trajectory to bring Joseph to the place where he will, the Bible says, eventually he will father Pharaoh. Can you imagine that an interpretation of a dream was about to set in place that he will be second in charge of all of Egypt? Next to Pharaoh. Pharaoh would actually give him his ring. And, and and basically whatever he decreed, it was as if Pharaoh himself was decreeing it. I'm here to say to some of you today, you're looking at your life and you're saying, but this is what is happening, pastor. And how can this, what you are saying today is that God wants me in a high place, but look at where I am right now. I'm here to say to you, look around you who God is connecting you you with because there's some people along the journey with you that when you release them into their destiny, they're going to release you into your destiny. There are destinies that are colliding. There are destinies that are interconnected. We are not connected because I know you and you know me. We are connected because there is a spiritual interconnectedness in our journeying together so that we can fulfill the mandate of God for each one of our lives. Your assignment and my assignment is interconnected. And as we begin to understand it. God will begin to unleash us into the fullness that he has for us. Second Kings chapter, chapter 5 verses 3. We introduce to Naaman. And he is made. And God uses a captive Hebrew girl to begin to be a destiny helper for Naaman. God can use anybody to help you. Naaman was a wealthy general afflicted by leprosy. And it is is not everything... That money can buy. There are some things money can't, cannot buy. Money cannot buy you health. It can buy you access to a good doctor. And a good hospital. And good medical treatment. But it cannot buy you or bring you your healing. Come on. Yeah. We know this. Naaman was a prominent man. And yet he was leprous. And there was a maid that will come into his house, a servant girl coming into his house that will lead him into his breakthrough, into his destiny, and begin to to prolong his life. Come on. She came into the house as a slave. You see, sometimes you look at the job that you do. And, 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 and the beginnings that you have. And you think, because of the beginnings that I have, no one is going to take me seriously. So either I become arrogant, either I become anything else. No, your money and, and, and your status and your economic status doesn't define the grace that is upon your life. It doesn't define the, the anointing that you carry. I want you to understand this. It's not just because you're wealthy, you've got a better grace and a better anointing. Maybe God has anointed you more than somebody else. Just because you've got accolades and, and degrees and, and qualifications doesn't make you more anointed or special than somebody else. God can anoint somebody at their level. Yeah. Come, on. Come on, stop trying to wait for somebody else to give you accolades in the world and think that the accolades in the world matters something in the kingdom. In the kingdom, if you want to be great in the kingdom, be a servant. Yeah. The Bible says the greatest in the kingdom are servants. Yeah. That's why Jesus Christ, when he is with all of his disciples, he begins to put a cloth around his waist and he brings a bowl of water and he washes the feet of all of his disciples because he was not afraid. Peter comes to him and he says, Lord, why wash my feet, wash all of my body? He says, "If if you've already washed your body, why do I need to wash it? He says, I'm washing your feet. I want you to understand today, God is about to, serve, to, to raise up people that have a servant mentality. But in this, as they serve God, God will begin to promote them. The servant girl brings in the witness and says, there is a man of God in Israel that will heal you. Naaman goes, we know the whole account, he goes, he sees the man of God the man of God, Elijah tells him, Go and wash in the river Jordan. He says, Aren't the rivers of Abana and Fafa much cleaner? If it carried the healing, you could have done it a long time. Sometimes you've got to go to a place where people see there is nothing there. It's not about the place. It's about following the instruction. See, some of us want want certain seats of, of prominence. We want certain seats of recognition. But we don't want to follow the instruction because it feels like we've been belittled a little bit. I'm here to say to you today, may the Lord guard our hearts. You may think you're being obedient. May you be think, but you sometimes question. And as long as you question, there's a doubt element over there. Although you go and do it in reluctance, because you didn't obey fully the word, you doubted the word, you questioned the word, I want you to know it won't work for you. There is still some things. So the the, the, the maid in the house of Naaman becomes his destiny helper. In Esther chapter 4, in the book of Esther, Mordecai is the destiny helper of an orphan girl. He's her life, he protects her, he watches over her, he nurtures her till she becomes queen in Babylon. I want you to understand this. He took in something, a child that was not his own into his home, not only did he bring her into his home, but he ensured that she will come into her destiny in life. I want you to understand, whoever comes into your life, when God places them into your life, there'll be some people that will come, some children, some young people that will come into your life that will be instrumental in getting to you to where you need to go. And Mordecai becomes blessed because of how Mordecai blessed Esther. Eventually, even the king will remember the acts of Mordecai, and he will be honored above all the men in Babylon. I'm here to say to you today, you think that you are doing a menial task, or a, or, a, or a small thing in being a blessing to somebody that is less fortunate. But I'm here to say to you that that person becomes a key for your own deliverance, a key for your own breakthrough. I, I'm speaking to somebody today that I'm here to say to you today, you don't take for granted the people that God brings into your life. You may be nurturing them. You may be providing for them. You may be watching for them. But God is saying that to, to you through them, a breakthrough will come into your life. You will be honored and you will be remembered in that time. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 9. The Shunammite. She perceives that Elisha is a man of God. Elisha becomes a destiny helper to this woman. She received the man of God into her home. He becomes a key. She says this like this. That's what the scripture says. She says to her husband, behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. She discerned that this was a holy man of God. And when she received Elisha, she received a breakthrough because in her taking care of Elisha, he became the destiny helper that produced a son in the house where there was no child, where there was barrenness, their son is produced because something begins to happen not only is a son begin to is born into this home but later when the son falls sick and dies that same son is raised up from the dead because of the destiny helper i'm here to say to you this there are various destiny helpers that god has put in our lives be discerning of the destiny helpers that god has placed in your life this is a very, very key point for all of us to begin to believe. That I'm here to say to you today, there are some cupbearers in your life. There are some Shunamites in your life. There is, there is some, some Esthers in our lives. There are some people in our lives that God is saying to you, you be a destiny helper. And when you're a destiny helper in their lives, It's going to launch you into your destiny. Launch you into your breakthrough. I'm, I'm here to say to you today, we minimize the blessing that is connected to being a destiny helper. Not necessarily everybody in your life is a destiny helper. But be discerning. Make sure, make sure you remain connected to the ones that God has placed in your life. Spiritually, discern your destiny helper. I know this for my own self. I know this for the church, that sometimes there are some people that have are living below their God-given right, their God-given privilege, below, below the level that God wanted for them because they disconnected early, and they didn't discern the day of their visitation. Jesus sitting outside Jerusalem, on the mountain looking into Jerusalem, is sitting weeping over Jerusalem, and he says, you who kill the prophets, you who who harm those that have been sent to you, you have not discerned the day of your visitation. You have not discerned those that carried the grace for your breakthrough. Some people have prematurely jumped the gun and they're thinking they're enjoying all that God has for them, but they only saw a portion and they only saw a level. I'm here to say to you today, I'm going to follow like how Elisha followed Elijah. I'm going to follow. They tell me leave. No, no, no. I'm not leaving till God tells me disconnect. Because it was a God connection that connects Elisha to Elijah. And Elisha said to Elijah, where you go, I will go with you. He, he, he did, Even when, when, when Elijah told him, wait here. Stay here. Don't go from here. He said, no, no, no. I'm going I'm going with you He says wait here in Jericho No no I'm going to you to Bethel He said no oh, wait here I'm going to cross over the Jordan He said no no I'm going to go with you across the Jordan I'm here to say to you today Don't break costs, Don't cut connections early Don't disconnect Many people have done it Even the sons of the prophets that were schooled and trained by Elijah. They knew Elijah's time was coming. But they didn't know that there's yet a deposit that was about to be released. There's still something that has to be left. There's still something that has to be transferred from one generation. I I pray that we don't miss the transfer. We don't miss the connection. We don't miss the release. Because there is something in that that begins to carry Elisha. That Elisha begins to do double the amount of miracles than Elijah did. He was able to make double the amount of impact than than, than Elijah did. Because he was able to say, God, I'm able. You can trust me. Let's just bow our heads together. Shaba karabasa ta ribako setelebehende lamanda rabo setelebehende e lamanda rabako can we just worship god just for a little while kirabababo setelebehende reke ribababanda Labasetelebehende reke rabasa libabando rabo setelebehende leke we honor you lord We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray today that we will be discerning of those that you have connected us with. We will be discerning of the purposes of God. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, bless your sons and daughters today. As we look at the scriptures and the many examples that we have in scripture, let us also Be destiny help us. Help us to remember to be connected to those that are connected to us. In Jesus' name, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor because you're a faithful God. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. I pray that you you are blessed.